0: Thanks for tuning in to What's an Adult, where I promise to keep the conversation honest and real for young adults in their 20s. Let's be real, we're all struggling to be adults and so my hope for this podcast is that it will help you navigate through everything that life will inevitably throw at you during this defining decade. My name is Shnaya and one time my car got broken into because I forgot to lock it. And so obviously that's a good, a good indication of how I'm doing as being an adult. So with that in mind, let's jump right into this week's episode. So welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Um, Today I'm here with Hannah. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) Do you ever think about changing your name?
1: Yes, quite frequently. Every other time I meet another Hannah. Really? Yes. It's an automatic competition of who's the better Hannah. And usually I lose, which is...
0: What are the um, characteristics to win? Or how do you win?
1: It's more just... Popularity, like straight, who's coolest? I feel like I got a lot going for me, but I don't think cool is one of my major vibes. You know.
0: Oh yikes! I think you're pretty cool. <laughs> well,
1: thanks. That's <laughs> why you're friends with me.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: If you could change your name, what would you change it to? I just realized I'm cuddling one of your socks. I'm sorry. That's actually a slipper, but. Okay. If I could change my name to anything. Yeah. When I was little, and I was like performing in my room with a hairbrush as a microphone, I always went by Gwen Lee. <laughs> I don't know. That's my my middle name and my mom's middle name. Oh. But looking back, that was not the name of a future rock star for many reasons.
0: Oh. I really wanted to change my name to Emma.
1: Um, I like that. Emma's just
0: like a wholesome, friendly name. Like you don't know any bad Emmas. I feel.
1: One of my best friends in high school is named Emma. Also, I feel like it's very multi-purpose. Like you could be a pioneer crossing the plains as an Emma. You could be. It's timeless. It really is. I, it's a good you one. Should change it. Emma Anyways, Clark.
0: I really wanted to change my name. And so I, like, this was maybe in grade one or grade two or grade three. And so I would write Emma on all my school supplies, um, which was a little bit confusing because there was another girl in my class named Emma. So oh, no. It just looked like I was obsessed with her.
1: <laughs> were you obsessed with her?
0: I mean, we were friends. She was really cool. She mm-hmm. was probably a little bit of a factor of why I wanted to be called Emma.
1: That's good. Yeah. So I'm... I'm imagining, like, those those girls that were obsessed with boys and they wrote, like, their name and uh, then, like, their crush's last name in their notebooks, but yeah. you just went, like, a full-on alter ego.
0: Yeah, I wanted to be her. <laughs> yeah. Since you are one of my guests and people in this podcast world might not really know who you are, um, I want you to define our relationship. Or, I guess, describe it. You don't have to define it.
1: What are we? (laughs) (laughs) What are we? Um, Exclusive. Everyone else that's coming for Shania, please leave. Um, I realized I was talking to one of our other friends the other day and realized that the first time I met you was because your house flooded and you were staying at my place for, like, two days. Do you remember that?
0: I do, but I don't think that was the first time. Oh,
1: when was the first time we met? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe the second time. Is,
0: uh, okay, our house flooded in like February or March. Oh, then so and I knew Alyssa. Yeah, before. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So I I was friends with one of your friends, and then slowly inserted myself into the friend group until I lived with you last summer. What an adventure! Mm. And now I invite myself over to your house constantly, all the time.
0: like you still live here. <laughs> like I
1: still live here. It really is.
0: um, Have you ever been on a podcast before that wasn't (laughs) mine?
1: I was going to say no. Uh, Not one that's not yours. No. I'm I'm a newbie.
0: Perfect. Okay. So um, before we get into kind of the main part of the episode, we're going to play a little game called Burst of Firsts so that people can understand or get to know you a little bit better. So I'm going to ask you um, a series of first time things, I guess, like just first or whatever. Like
1: like things that... when it was my first time of doing something okay you
0: don't have to guess what mine are i mean you can if you want
1: can (laughs) i okay
0: (laughs) um and you just have to kind of answer as fast as you can first thing that comes to your mind okay anytime i say stop you have to stop and elaborate or tell the full story
1: okay got it i'm nervous okay yes
0: okay first thing you do when you get home
1: eat that's like not true i just wanted that to be true okay
0: (laughs) first scar
1: uh on my forehead
0: First restaurant choice.
1: Probably McDonald's? I don't know.
0: First fashion mistake.
1: Oh, I wore a lot of plaid growing up.
0: (laughs) First vacation.
1: Uh, I think Canada.
0: First kiss location.
1: Oh, movie theater. First memory. Sudden intense pressure. Then a light. Sorry, that was from the (laughs) office. I'm joking. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, the big bang. Um, no, that that was from the office. Dwight remembers his birth. Um, my first memory, uh... Is 9-11, I think, actually.
0: Yikes, stop.
1: Yeah. So I don't know if this was actually the day of 9-11, but one of my very, very first memories is watching, like, the news coverage in my grandpa's basement. It could have been, like, the the week following or whatever. But yeah. I remember my grandpa being like, oh, no, like, things are going badly. Yikes. Yeah.
0: First excuse to get out of doing things.
1: I have to go to the bathroom. First job. I worked at a pizza place. First major purchase. Uh, my car.
0: First obsession.
1: David Bowie.
0: First public cry.
1: Oh, uh, one time I cried because my mom found out that I kissed a boy and lied about it. <laughs> and I, I cried on the bus.
0: Okay, you just elaborated that entire story.
1: <laughs> so there's this boy named Peter who I had been friends with for a really long time. So we used to, we used to sneak out after school and make out at the little creek beside his house um and yeah I um text I meant to text my mom saying that I would be late from my friend Grace's phone and I accidentally texted like instead of texting Grace that I was telling my mom that I was with her I texted my mom Mm -hmm. saying hey if my mom asks I'm with you and she called me and got really mad and then I had to take the bus home and I cried a lot yeah was this
0: your first public cry yes yes okay. first
1: public okay. cry
0: okay and then last question first time you felt like an adult
1: ooh uh, I think when I first met my roommate in university and realized that I was like living without parents
0: mm, Nice.
1: I don't know that's a tough one okay it's your turn
0: I've never really thought about what my own answers are good
1: things. just just don't think about it ready yeah. yeah first thing you do when you get home do my dishes What dishes? (laughs) What dishes are you doing?
0: Um, like my lunch dishes. I'm assuming I'm coming
1: home from work. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Yeah, that makes more sense. First scar. Um, on my heart?
0: Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Stop! (laughs) Stop! First scar? Yeah. Um, I have this weird- this isn't a scar, but it could have been. Um, I have this, like, little callus on my middle finger from, like, writing. Because I would squeeze
1: the pencil Oh, I have one on my ring finger. Yeah. Yeah. You're not supposed to hold a pencil that way. I feel judged.
0: Yep. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It used to be really bad when I was younger, and so one day I was going to take nail clippers and try clipping it off, but it hurt so badly, like, even just trying to, and so I couldn't do it. But that would have been my first scar.
1: Like a potential scar. Yeah. It was scarring mentally, obviously. Okay. Uh, First restaurant choice.
0: Um, sushi. No, Vietnamese food.
1: Okay, so I interpreted this as, like, oh, An actual? No, like, in my life, when I was little, what was the first choice I made of a restaurant to go to? Yeah, okay, mine's Chinese food, though. Okay. I, I want it very clear that I haven't gone to McDonald's in, like, three years. <laughs> um,
0: this is a little tangent, but when I was younger, my mom would take me to Burger King as, like, a treat. Okay. And then I was like, I never really thought of it until like one day I realized that their dollar menu, like she would take me there because it was so cheap. Yeah. And like so, it would be such a big deal to go there. Yeah.
1: My siblings, most of them are still in the stage where I can take them to the dollar store or McDonald's and mm-hmm. it's like.
0: It's a big deal. Yeah.
1: It's like huge. But then my, I asked my brother where he wanted to go to lunch and he was like, oh, can we get sushi? And I was kind of like, oh no. like Too much. You're, you're too much high maintenance now. Okay. First fashion mistake.
0: Um, lots of them. Um, um, you're always so put together. Oh, I used to wear like sweater vests. Ah, uh, but like, like I'm imagining like. Cl- um, no, actually, you know what? I think my fashion mistake was that I would wear clothes that were like a little bit too small, and nobody would tell me.
1: Too small? Like, did you think yeah. that they fit? Or nope, they were a little bit tight. But I was like, mm, I'm still, I'm a small, I can fit. This. I feel like we've all done that. Yeah. Um, but also, it was, if, like
0: too tight around the arms, and so oh, they like, just
1: look like boxy. Like you have big muscles. Not even. Just like my arms are losing blood circulation <laughs> did you ever do the thing i did this all the time the like weird flowy groucho pants in like fourth grade or like the the t-shirts that had like weird sparkle letters that said like yeah shut up i don't want to hear it or something sassy like that yeah,
0: i don't think my mom would let me wear that oh um i also would wear clothes that had butterflies on them yeah like for too long oh i think i was 13 when i stopped
1: i think we should go to the thrift store next door and buy like butterfly That's clothes you, yeah. let's do it yeah um, okay, first vacation
0: um, Probably camping somewhere in the States.
1: Ooh, Maybe Montana. Ooh, Montana's a nice yeah. place to camp. First kiss location um, At the club Stop. <laughs> I know I've heard this story, but I think other people no. need to hear. Okay, okay. No, I not
0: <laughs> Okay, go 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 um, Okay, so it was like a Christmas party um, that the, one of the university student clubs was putting on at this club um, is that the
1: one that you're currently wearing a sweater yep, for? This is the organization.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um, and then I was like, I think I was, I was 19 and I was like, I think it's a little bit too late to have not have had my first kiss yet. So I'm just going gonna... to, myth. I guess, but like, you know, it, like I believed it. Sure. You know, yes. I was like, everyone's kissing these days. I got to get on it. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> what all the cool
1: kids are doing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so then I w- was, uh, dancing with this guy and then I was like, okay, I'm going to kiss this guy. And then I did, and he tasted like fish.
1: Well, that's not ideal. It's not ideal, but, like,
0: it was over with. It's also, like, it's so hyped up for what it actually is.
1: Yeah, I remember being really excited about my first kiss, and looking back, like, there's there's no way that that can be climactic. No. You just, you touch. Yeah. And you're done. Yeah. All right, first memory. Um, when I was in play school um
0: we had to climb through a tunnel to get to our classroom and it was somebody's birthday and their mom had brought cupcakes
1: oh that's it that's that's it <laughs> did you eat the cupcakes did they come in the tunnel
0: no like it was like one of those like kid tunnels oh that you, like okay. they had just
1: put it by the door so gotcha. I, like, you climb through into the classroom oh that's kind of it was fun. fun wow good memory creative okay first thought when someone doesn't answer their phone they don't want to talk to me <gasps> or they're uh, busy I okay. Guess. That's my
0: yeah. like one and a half
1: thought. How often do you actually call people? I very rarely call people.
0: Um, when I'm trying to meet
1: someone and they're not there yet, I'll call them. Yeah. Like if it's time sensitive. Yeah. Or like I'll, like I'll tell people that I'm going to call them. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. If you like actually want to chat. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like most of the time I call people, it's like, I'm at the grocery store and I can't remember what you wanted yeah. or something. Yeah. Okay. Um, first excuse to get out of doing things. I have to work. Yeah. See, you have a problem, though, is that you have a 9-to-5 now.
0: Also, I live with all my friends, so they know.
1: Do you have to work right now? Yeah. Wow. Okay, well, bye. (laughs) First job? Coaching gymnastics. Which is still ongoing, sort of. Yeah, right? I still do it. Wow. I think I'm on, like, my seventh year. A testament to how dedicated you are and how much an amazing gymnast. Uh, first major purchase? Um, at the time, it was an iPod, but that was, like, not a lot of money.
0: So, if we're talking about, like, a lot of money, then my car.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, the like old iPods are kind of coming back into fashion because they can hold. The them. Nanos? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like the the old ones without touchscreen because yeah. they have so much more storage. Oh. Uh, first obsession. Um, Daniel Radcliffe. First public cry.
0: Um, okay, I wrote this and then was trying to think of what mine was, and I feel like. The
1: first one's hard to remember. The There's been so many. There's
0: so many. I feel like it, it didn't start happening until university,
1: where it like wasn't because I was hurt or something. It's oh, just like that emotional. doesn't count, yeah, yeah. yeah do you I remember once, it doesn't have to be the first one, like, what um, do you I've remember
0: cli- I've cried. I've cried in the library
1: before. Um, and was on the bus. Was, was the library associated with finals or something? Like, I can't remember. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. And bus. I
0: don't know. Probably just stress. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm stressed crying.
1: I never know what to do when I see people crying in public. Like, I, I genuinely want to help them, but I feel like that uh, sometimes yeah. when I'm crying, I just want to be left alone. Yeah oh mm. Okay. Uh, first time you feel felt like an
0: adult. First Ooh, time. Ooh, first time. Um, I think it was when I bought my car. Because
1: I, I yeah. when I was younger, I
0: would always associate with like having a car as being an adult. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Fair enough.
0: Yeah. Very cool.
1: Okay. Cool. Back to you, friend. Okay. So
0: today's episode is all about um, when you feel like your life is falling apart. Because I feel like with all of with all of my friends, we've kind of all been going through this cycle where one person will start feeling like their life is falling apart and then all of a sudden everyone's life that is, is also so going down and down and true spiral. like it's such like a millennial crisis yeah that's happening
1: also I feel like there's themes yeah yeah
0: okay do you want to talk about what to you what, what are the themes
1: so that you have like, like a while curious? ago also not for you hopefully but um like a while ago all three of our like three of our friends went through like pretty tough breakups Mm. like really like decently long-term or like for whatever reason really emotional breakups Mm -hmm. and it was pretty weird to see like one of us would go through like missing the person and then like the next person would and then the next person would and then like the net like they would find out that they were dating someone else and then the next person would and it was very interesting also it is interesting that all of us are in our 20s but like doing very different things but we Mm -hmm. still all stress out about like
0: the same things. yeah
1: yeah like boys and work and friends and yeah. whether or not we're alcoholics are oh
0: i never even thought of that one but
1: yeah <laughs> do you stress out about that no. though oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're drinking right now it's fine yeah
0: um yeah i feel like the two main categories for me are work and then relationships
1: but the two big ones yeah yeah
0: i feel like um all millennials are kind of in the same boat where like you graduate university and then you're so excited because you have this degree and like all this knowledge of stuff and then you go get a job and you're not at all prepared for working a nine-to-five.
1: Yeah.
0: And then like it becomes so routine and so monotonous that like you just start to hate it and then you want to quit and I feel like that's where the majority of my friends who have full-time jobs are at right now. Yeah.
1: So I'm genuinely curious. I haven't graduated yet so I haven't quite gotten to that point but one thing that I'm really really nervous about is not having that ending date. Mm -hmm. Like not, I've always Mm -hmm. had like, I'm graduating in four years or like, yeah, like this, like a lot of the jobs that I've had were only scheduled for a year. So I never had to worry about like working for them forever. How do you deal with just going to work and not knowing whether or not that's, (laughs) sorry, that sounded really (laughs) sad. That's okay. That's my life. You don't really deal with it. You just
0: kind of have to put up with it. I feel like. Okay. Does that make sense?
1: Yes. Like, um, what do you look forward to? Like, what's your, what are your goals that you look forward to? In my career term? or in life? Career, I guess. Both.
0: Um, career. I don't like my job right now, so.
1: Finding a job. In life.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think for career right now, it's just kind of like putting in the time to get experience so that when, um, when I've, when I know that the time Uh, my current job is up then like I'll have kind of the the yearly experience under my belt and then that I can use that towards finding a job that I am more interested in and then like continuing to do that until I find something that I'm like this is my job Mm. and then I feel like because your life is so routine with work then you start to develop you either start developing new hobbies or you start pursuing the ones that you've always been interested in
1: oh like Um, what like for you I feel
0: like I'm not a good example because I recently decided I needed to stop focusing on certain hobbies and like gotcha. stop focusing on so many of them and start narrowing down.
1: I feel like that counts. Like yeah. if you're you're reinvesting in very specific hobbies, that's yeah
0: like, yeah. yeah. Um, so for me, like I've always liked creating things, um, and like for a long time, YouTube was a big part of that. And then, like recently, I stopped kind of being as interested in it because like YouTube is such a huge part of my job yeah so it started like feeling not like it wasn't fun but like I don't know I just stopped being as interested in it um so now this podcast is kind of my new hobby
1: love that yeah I love that um I'm curious can I ask you questions yes of course um, I'm curious about... My mom keeps saying this thing about how she feels like when she's not liking work that she's like paying her dues. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's true to some extent. Like you can't love every second of your job, but also if you're paying your dues for so long, doesn't that just mean that you don't like your job? Like a, yeah, I
0: think. So. when do you
1: know when to give up and when don't you?
0: I think that's like a personal reflection that you have to do because like I think there's so many people... I think this, this is also, like, pretty relevant with the older generation where they they don't really find a job that they love. They just find a job so that they could have income and, like, support their family and stuff. Yeah. And, like, they just do a job just because it's something that they have to do, whereas, like, our generation is more of, like, finding a job that you find meaningful and that you like. Um, so I feel like if you're kind of stuck in a job where you feel stuck or, like, you're not progressing on a path that you want to be on, then that's when you have to realize that maybe it's time for you to quit.
1: Okay, so it's about, like, projection and what pathway, what's the future like for you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. And honestly, makes me feel a lot better.
0: Yeah? Yeah.
1: I'm excited about the path that I'm on so far. That's
0: good. Yeah. Nice. Um, When I graduated university and then got a job, I kind of felt like I had no more goals because everything that I kind of wanted was, like, Graduate high school, get into a good university, get a university degree, get a job, um, and then I got a job. And then I was like,
1: Now what? What well, now what? Mm. Yeah. Have you overcome that? Nope. <laughs> still working on that. <laughs> I see. Okay, but you're out of the job that you really hated. Yeah,
0: that's true. I'm in a, a better job now. Okay. Um, but like, I still don't really have career aspirations because I think I don't know what I want to do. And mm-hmm. I just kind of know the general industry that I want to work in.
1: I definitely, like, while, while I'm looking forward to graduating, definitely feeling that of, like, yeah. what do you, I want to do with the rest of my life? I'm yeah. finding myself really jealous of people that, like, knew what they wanted to be when they grew up and stuck with it because mm-hmm. I feel like uh-huh. I'm just as driven as them. Yeah. But I don't know what to be driven towards. Yeah. Like no, I, I say. Mm. Yeah, relatable.
0: Thanks. I think people who have always known what they want to do are lucky because they know what they want to do, obviously, but I also think that people who don't know what they want to do kind of experience more things because they're trying new things out.
1: That's true. And sometimes finding out what you don't want to do is just as helpful mm-hmm. as what you do yeah. want
0: to do. Exactly. I've also met people, though, who, like, their entire life they knew they wanted to be a teacher, and then they, like, got a teaching job and hated it. And they really like, this isn't for me. Not necessarily with teaching, but, like, kind of that same story.
1: Yeah. There's, um... Maybe I shouldn't trash talk him, but there's a silly Facebook video maker that me and my ex used to make fun of a lot, but he said this one inspirational quote and it actually like really stuck with me. And it was that like, if you're not willing to like cry about something, then Mm -hmm. you don't want it enough. And I think Mm -hmm. that's true. Like if you, if you don't want something enough to not look at it long term, but be Mm -hmm. stuck in the moment and still hating it, like that's, Mm -hmm. that's deep dream. Thank you, random Facebook guy who makes videos <laughs> that were really, really bad. But okay, that one that stuck though. Yeah. What does this have to do with having meltdowns in your
0: twenties? <laughs> oh, that- I have meltdowns about my job all the time. Yeah. Sometimes I cry on my way to work. That's when a sign was- I should
1: quit. <laughs> when was the first time that you cried in public transit on your way to work?
0: Uh, it's never on transit. It's on my walk to work. Like two that's blocks worse. Away. That's like right before you walk in.
1: I <laughs> Shania. I need to quit. <laughs> Um yeah, Yeah. Shania, come Um, work for me. This
0: happened like when I had my old position.
1: Oh, okay, so So,
0: um less frequently now. I feel like feeling overwhelmed now.
1: I feel like crying on your way to work is something that should never be a pattern. Yeah, that's a red flag.
0: That's a sign you should quit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, as as of concrete advice that we can give whoever is listening.
0: If you're crying, quit. Um, okay, in my case, I knew that I should quit, but I didn't quit because I didn't have any experience. Because all of my jobs were coaching gymnastics and yeah. I work in like the media industry, which do not translate well into each other. Key,
1: okay, but now you have experience yeah. in the media industry. Yeah. Also you can list all your hobbies that you say were actually hard work as experience, yeah, right? That's true.
0: There are, like all the jobs that I am more interested in are more looking for experience in the professional field where like you know how to market. And brand.
1: Yeah, okay, that's true. You said you wanted to go into marketing, right? Mm-hmm. It's exciting.
0: Yeah. I still don't 100% know
1: if that is it. Uh, do you want to trash talk our other friend? Mariah is one of those people oh, that yeah. I just found out knew what she wanted to do since she was little and is yeah. now doing it and really likes it. Yeah. Kudos oh, I to Mariah. Knew she
0: wanted to do that since she was little.
1: Apparently she saw someone in a movie doing it. You should ask her. But she saw that someone in a movie doing true. it. That's yeah. We cool. love Mariah. She's wow. stunning and perfect.
0: Maybe Mariah will come on my podcast one day.
1: We'll, we'll put it out into the world like the secret. Yes. Mariah, come into yes. the podcast.
0: Do you feel like we've talked about work meltdowns enough?
1: Um, I think there's not much else to say because right now neither of us, it's a lot of like, we don't know what we want to do with our career. If you yeah, have advice, um, please help.
0: <laughs> I think the not knowing is a huge factor in people having the breakdowns. Yeah. And feeling like their life is falling apart. Definitely. Because I feel like with people who, like, like, if you know other people who have always known what they want to do and you're the only one, yeah one of the few who don't know what they want to do, then it's very overwhelming and then you feel like you're behind, even though it's not a race.
1: It totally has your whole life. Yes, you're right, to work. I hate when people Um, say that. (laughs) You're like, yeah, I know, I'm gonna die (laughs) in this job, it's fine. (laughs) Um, interestingly, I'm, like, sensing or we talked about how the main things that we stress about are relationships and career it's almost easier to deal with meltdowns in relationships because Mm. because like sometimes things are out of your control like Mm -hmm. if your boyfriend breaks up with you or whatever like sure you're gonna be sad you're allowed to be sad that's fine Mm -hmm. whereas if things aren't going well in your career you're kind of supposed to be lucky that you have an income like you're supposed to like Feel grateful, and because you're in control of everything, it somehow is a reflection on, like your self worth, or like yeah. if you're doing something wrong, and that's somehow so much more stressful than like going through a breakup, yeah. like the long longevity of I don't know what to do with yeah. my life. That's true. I don't
0: know. Societal pressures love them.
1: Also, breakups suck.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, that seems like a good transition to, tar- talking to tarc- talk talking about to talk talking about. Kay. I don't think I talk enough at my job, and I'm slowly losing the ability to speak
1: English. Does that mean you just don't talk to anyone? Yeah. Do you have cubicles? Nope. <laughs> I, was just I see you. a table. So you're looking at other <laughs> people? Yeah, just
0: I'm in the zone sometimes.
1: Oh, I see. Not really. So you're a busy bee. I guess. You got stuff to do. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Um, yeah.
0: Relationships. Yes. Um, do you feel like you feel like you're love relationships fall apart more than your friendship relationships?
1: Yes. Like fall apart as in like go badly.
0: Um, or just like you feel stressed about them or whatever.
1: Mm, Definitely, definitely relationships with partners. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of friends that like I wish I talked to more and don't, but I can't name many exes who I wished I mm. talked to more, <laughs> but don't. True. Yeah. True. What about you?
0: I feel like I have weeded out all the people that I don't want to be friends with or people that I find toxic. Um, I feel like I weeded all of those people out when I was younger. So I feel like now I don't stress out about my friendships.
1: I'm glad I made the cut. <laughs>
0: <laughs> For now. Oh. Whoa, just whoa. <laughs>
1: um yeah, I think that's true. Also, I know, I haven't heard it, but I know you did an episode about, like, friendship breakups. Yeah. Throwback, but, like, yeah. do you just straight up tell people that, like, you...
0: Um, I am more of the ghosting type, Um, cool. but Silken talks about how she would straight up tell people that she doesn't want to be friends with them.
1: Oh, now I want to talk to Silken. Wait, do you, yeah. ghost, do you ghost men, or do you just ghost friends?
0: Like relationship men? Yes. Like if I'm dating them or like yes. like like if we're serious or like, like
1: would you are you more likely to ghost a romantic partner or a friend? Potential
0: friend? Um probably a friend. Oh. Which is weird. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like if you're serious with a person then I think it, you owe it to them to not ghost them.
1: Oh also just uh, calling Shania out really quick. I, I came over, had a mental breakdown last week, and then made her ghost two guys. Oh, yeah. Two. I made her block them on my phone. So I apparently love blocking I'm not people. This. Did you get satisfaction from that? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm glad. So much. Okay, oh wait, yeah. two months is your cutoff for ghosting. Yep.
0: Yeah. Right. I, feel, I feel like if, like, that's like if you are seeing people as if you are going to go on the path of becoming exclusive. Okay. If you are just seeing someone for two months, like, intermittently and like...
1: Just kind of hooking up.
0: Yeah, then yeah. like you can ghost them, whatever. Block. Gotcha. Walk. 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 Block. Block. Block them. Big fan of the block.
1: Block and walk.
0: Block and walk! <laughs> oh, I like that.
1: Can I ask, like, in your dating experience, what are the biggest things that you have stressed out about?
0: I don't have a lot of dating experience, Fair. um, I think a lot of them are just, like, insecurities of, like, I don't even know of what, just, like, just, like, being insecure in general, like, not about myself, but about the relationship.
1: Yeah, I think, like, my two main questions are either, like, <laughs> are they good enough for me, and mm. am I good enough for them, and somehow yeah. I'm both way too confident and way yeah. too insecure Yeah. In yeah? yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. No. Relatable. Thank you. Do you? Okay. I'm. I'm curious now. You don't have to put this in the podcast if you don't want to. Like when you were about to get into a relationship with Matt, like what made you decide? Like I want to be exclusive with with this gentleman right here.
0: Um, I actually knew like on our third, mm, second or third date that we were going to date. Why? Because we're both very very similar, like similar personalities and like similar interests. Um, but also, I'm very picky with people that I'll go on, like, first dates with, and so, like, they have to make a really, really, really good first impression. And then, like, I like talking to them a lot before you go on the date. Oh, like messaging? Yeah, okay. So that, like, you get to know what kind of person they are, and, like, if you have a connection, or if it's gonna be awkward before you get to the date.
1: Are you trying to get to know each other enough that it's not awkward on the first date, or are you trying to get to know them enough to know if it won't be awkward on the first date?
0: Um, both. Like, if, like, if they can't carry the conversation over text, then... That's the, true! The, the the meeting in person is going to be awkward, and I don't want to do that, so I don't.
1: That's so true. If it's just you asking them questions yeah. and them responding, that's a big red flag. Also, I
0: feel like if you're not asking questions about me, then why are you interested, like, you're not interested in me, so why am I talking to you? Yeah, you just want someone yeah.
1: to validate you. Yeah,
0: exactly. Ugh, gross. Um, so, like, that's how I knew, because we, like, we, like, we didn't do, like, the getting to know you questions over message. We were, like, joking around about
1: stuff. Uh,
0: yeah. And then after our third date, I think we went on, I think we went on, like, five or six dates before we became official, but every date after our third date already felt like we were dating. Like, they were just very relationshipy.
1: Honestly, yeah, that's a good, that's a good sign. Like, if it's not just hooking up or, mm-hmm. like, you genuinely do want to spend time with them. Yeah. Okay, so what are your... What are your cutoffs for men? Like, what are your immediate red flags? Like, why have you not given oh, okay. guys a first date?
0: Um, if they don't ask questions about me. Yes. Um, if they don't laugh at my jokes or tell me that I'm funny. <laughs> ha 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 ha. ha. <laughs> Thank you. You can stay. Most of the times on dating apps, I will, like, try to make the most ridiculous joke to see how they respond. Oh my gosh,
1: give it to me. Tell me your okay. joke. Do you oh, have I a go-to remember.
0: Okay, well, like, I was on Tinder a lot, so, like, I would always make a joke about, like, I would only swipe right on people if their bio was funny, or if I could say something funny about their bio. Yeah. So then, like, I would always, like, relatable say something funny or whatever, or, like, tell them a joke or whatever as an opening thing, and then, depending on how they responded to that, that's how...
1: Yeah, if they're not yeah. able to laugh right off the bat, I feel like that means they take themselves too seriously.
0: Yeah. Um, so I feel like that, and then just like seeing how easily the conversation flows, and then mm. um, if they message you the next day.
1: The next day after or, like, the date no, or no, no, before no. the date?
0: No, before the date. Oh, like, you want the, him the to initiate? Going. Okay. Not necessarily them initiating it, but I think that you should keep talking until you go on the date.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Because
0: otherwise, then like, like I've never matched with someone and then scheduled a date for the next day. Like, it's always been, like, normally a week away kind of thing.
1: Whoops. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Two types of people. Yeah. But I feel like if you schedule the date for, like, longer than three days away, then, like, if you don't talk again, then it's kind of, like, forgotten yeah. on about you.
1: That's you know? true. Or they, I don't know, yeah, it sets expectations of, like, okay, we don't talk, we just, I don't know, we don't just know. meet up. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. Okay, fair. fair. More than fair. Mm-hmm.
0: What are some big stressors in relationships for you?
1: I think I stress out a lot about whether or not there's someone better out there. Like,
0: I... I, For you or for them?
1: For me. Mm. Like, I think that I... I don't know. I think it has to go... Or it goes back to that whole, like, Disney princess love thing of Mm -hmm. there's, like, one person out there for Mm -hmm. you. And I'm honestly not sure if I believe that. But it's just this idea of like, is the person that I'm dating? What if that random guy that I've never talked to in my English class oh. is the one for me, and I'm throwing him away because I'm dating this perfectly lovely guy right now? Interesting. Yeah. That sounds
0: complicated. There's some. Layers I'm a complicated that. person. Yeah, I can see that.
1: It. I don't know. Either that, or I think that's honestly the complicatedness of that is just called me having commitment issues. But oh,
0: maybe <laughs> that's the layer we're unpeeling. Yes, exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I always, like, see myself wondering where this is going, even when it's going perfectly fine. Interesting. What's the biggest, like, fight you've had in public? In a relationship? Yeah. None. You don't fight in public? No. Good.
0: Well, um, I don't really fight anyways. Ah. <laughs> have you never fought with that? With Matt? No, we have. Sometimes, okay. it's really funny, sometimes... We, we will both know we are pretending to be mad, but then it will actually make me mad. What? Like what? Uh, Give me an example. This happened like a few weeks ago. We were pretending to be- I was pretending to be mad at him because he lives too far away and I was stuck in traffic driving to his house. Yeah. And then uh, he was like, well, you should have left earlier because like I was driving in rush hour. And then I was like, no, that's not no. the problem here. It's that you live too far away and then it it like kept going back and forth on that and then like me being like I think I was like why don't you believe me when I tell you these things or whatever like this is all a joke yeah at one point I just like I'm annoyed I
1: I feel like the underlying issue I don't know maybe I'm therapizing Mm. but that's not a word I just made that up it's fine Uh, like the underlying issue is just that you want to spend more time together right oh maybe oh that's deep that or is just true. that or also that you just hate being second traffic because yeah no one might, else Who else doesn't hate being stuck second
0: traffic? Yeah.
1: who doesn't? Um, What do we fight about?:
0: Oh, we fight about small things, like me feeling like he's not showing me enough attention because I'm needy.
1: I don't think you're that needy though. no I really I'm not. don't. <laughs> you're pretty low maintenance, honestly. Yeah.
0: I think that's the thing is that I'm so low maintenance that like like you can become comfortable with that and then not.
1: Oh, like too- he. Like you were labeled as low maintenance, which means you never need maintenance. Yeah. Okay. But I also want maintenance. For sure. You deserve maintenance. You're like you're like a like a classic old car. (laughs) Beautiful, stunning, complex, (laughs) built to last. Also deserves a checkup every once in a while. Some reupholstery. Oh. Wow. You
0: know me so well.
1: I'd paint you bright red. Okay. (laughs) Sure. What was the theme of this episode? When you feel like your life is falling apart. Oh. Okay, what's... Can you identify what is the time that you felt like your life was most falling apart? Ooh. Okay, what's the worst? The lowest of the low.
0: Oh, okay. I felt this in my last year of university where my personal life was falling apart, but my professional life was booming. Like, it was really good.
1: When did this happen? In fourth year. What? Yeah. What? Um, because, okay, so... I knew you in fourth year. Okay, yeah. go.
0: Okay, so if you listen to my podcast where Silken and I talk about breaking up with your friend, I was, like, going through that at that moment where, like, me and my, like, best friend were, like, falling apart and, like, arguing all the time. And, like, it was, was this just... a best friend from... From Calgary. Oh, okay.
1: okay, yeah, okay yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and then we were, like, arguing and then, like, not really getting along. And then, like, I knew that we like, we were going to break up kind of thing, Mm. Um, so that was really hard, and then, like, I was really stressed with school, and then I had taken on so much with, like, extracurriculars and stuff that, like, I didn't have any time to relax or to, like, do things that I actually wanted to do, and then, like, I think because I was doing so many things, and also, like, school was a pretty big priority for me, I couldn't go to, or, like, I didn't get to hang out with my friends as much, or whenever I did hang out with them, like, I felt very distracted, and, like, I wasn't fully there, so that was all happening, but then also, like, I was working with the calendar, which is, like, that student organization, and then, like, things with that were going really well, and, like, I was getting a lot of recognition for the work that I was doing, and we were, like, doing a lot of cool things, um, and yeah. Hmm, that's very stressful. It's very opposite, because normally I feel like my professional life is in shambles.
1: (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, do you think that one had to do with the other, or like were you compensating for your personal life going badly by like throwing yourself into oh, work, probably. or was it just a coincidence?
0: Um uh, no, that sounds like me.
1: <laughs> yeah, it does.
0: <laughs> hmm. yeah, also, like I had like not recently, but like kind of recently, I had broken up with someone maybe a year or so, like six months before, and then like had tried getting back together with them, and that had gone terribly. And like oh. that had a huge effect
1: on me. I don't think I've heard the story. We don't oh. have to talk about it right now, but we're gonna talk about it later. Yeah. <laughs> Therapize <laughs> <Okay>. me. <laughs> Therapies me. Fun. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. sorry. Did you sorry. have like a breakdown moment, or was it just kind of a slow trickle oh, of, it was of like breaking? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. There's a lot of crying myself
1: to sleep. Yeah.
0: Shania! Yeah. Okay. Again with the crying. That's that is when I knew
1: that I needed to stop doing that. Okay, yeah. yeah. Honestly, though, common trend, if you are crying yeah. about something over and over,
0: mm-hmm.
1: change yeah, it. You gotta fix that. No, yeah. something's yeah. wrong. Hmm.
0: Yeah. What about you? When did you feel like your life was falling apart?
1: Ooh. Um. I think there are, My time since I've come to university has been stellar. Moving up here was just, like, the best thing that ever happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was a time, like, right before I graduated in high school that was really hard and, like... Uh, I have a tricky relationship with kind of like my family in general Uh, but like my mom was mad at me and my stepmom was mad at me and my dad was mad at me and I was trying to graduate and it was just like a whole whole thing and I remember being super dramatic and like I was I was in school plays at the time and I had to cry in school play and I could never make myself cry and I was like next time just think about this moment and you can make yourself cry and it was honestly fine. Wow. Like everything sorted itself out. Life yeah. went on. It was fine. Wow. It sorted okay. itself out as it usually does. I
0: don't yeah, know. I feel like sometimes you just gotta go through it.
1: Right? Like, you, like just you can't like... get,
0: like, obviously sometimes you can take yourself out of it, but sometimes it's just like a season in your life where you have to go over the punches.
1: Yeah, ups and downs. Mm-hmm. That's so tricky. Because, yeah, sometimes it's nice to have control of your life and be like, okay, I'm gonna pick myself up by the bootstraps and fix it. And sometimes mm-hmm. there's nothing you can do. And I don't know which one's worse. I think the one where
0: you can't do anything. Because, like, you feel helpless and you are helpless.
1: Yeah. I think I grew up religious and so there's a lot of that, like, if you're going through a hard time, it means that you're getting blessings or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that perspective was kind of nice and helped. But either way, turns out being in sucky situations sucks. Who knew?
0: Yeah, who would have thought?
1: Who would have thunk? And it, like, makes you think, like, you never know what's going on in other people's lives. Like, I'm sure the people at the calendar... Just saw this person that was, like, yeah. totally killing it.
0: Yeah. Probably. I do that a lot, where I just throw myself into my work when I hate everything else.
1: Oh. Well, yeah. stop hating everything. Yeah, how do you find a balance? What's What's your ideal balance?
0: Of, like, work-life?
1: Yeah. Um, I like my job right now
0: because it is a clear expectation that, like, when it's five... Um,
1: you're done? You're done.
0: Like, mm. they don't expect... They actually, like... I think... If you have to work overtime, then that's, like, okay, but they would prefer if you didn't. Like, they do a really good job of trying to maintain that work-life balance. That's nice. hmm mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think other than that, like, finding hobbies is really important to kind of, like, take your mind off of things. And then for me, like, exercising is really, really important because, like, that's how I feel, like, I de-stress.
1: Really? Okay. Yeah. So, like, would you ever come home from a bad day and be like, I'm going to go for a run or whatever? Yeah.
0: Cause mm-hmm. I, when I when I run I like will like sprint and then I feel like when I'm sprinting like you have to focus on your breathing and you can't worry about anything else. That's so true.
1: Do you ever do that thing where you are doing something and you imagine yourself like in a music video or something? Yep. That's how I feel every time I go for a run. <laughs> I'm like I'm sprinting through a meadow. Oh, it's a cathartic nice. moment. Like nice staring saw. out bus windows. Yeah. Into that. When
0: it's raining. <gasps> yeah. Put your hand on the window and like watch the raindrops fall around your hands.
1: Yes. You can... Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. This is totally irrelevant again, but there was this silly post online and it was like, did you ever eat brown sugar? And then like, imagine as if your dad had brought it home in like a parchment package tied with twine and like, never mind. I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> so specific.
0: <laughs> did you never do that? I would eat brown sugar, but that was where it stops.
1: Oh, it made me feel like a pioneer, like a frontier woman. No? Okay, never Hmm. mind.
0: Let me eat some brown sugar and get back to
1: you. Okay, thanks. Hashtag unrelatable. (laughs) (laughs) That's just me.
0: (laughs) Is this supposed to be a relatable podcast? I'm sorry,
1: I'm trying really hard to be relatable. (laughs) It's okay.
0: Do you ever feel like any other areas of your life are falling apart? Like family life or... Yeah. I'm not sure what other areas there
1: are. I think it's interesting because you've talked a few times about like friendships in your life falling apart. Mm-hmm. And I can honestly say I'm really, really blessed on that front. Like I don't think I've ever had any major friendship breakups. Um, I'm really, really lucky that way. But like my family life is a mess mm-hmm. almost always constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's definitely a major stressor for me. Uh, but like everyone has their own problems right yeah. like it's just every
0: family has their own yeah
1: for real mm-hmm. um yeah so family is a big one for me like I have my parents are divorced and I have like a whole religious thing happening so it's a lot of like there's just constantly something happening mm-hmm. um, but I have awesome friends that get me through it and honestly nice. you guys have kind of been my family while I'm up uh-huh. here that's nice uh I don't know other stressors Homework. I'm excited to not have to do homework mm, anymore. Yeah,
0: school. Oh, we never talk about school.
1: School. I mean, honestly, in college, school is kind of just like a job.
0: School is always falling apart.
1: Yeah. It's kind of annoying that, like, you do have deadlines and you have to work on stuff outside of your 9 to 5 yeah. or whatever. But, like, you get over it. One of my professors talks really close to my face. Yeah, That's a big problem in my life right yeah. now. It's falling apart. It's falling apart. Because of them. He also wears really baggy jeans. Like, oh. he is a, a high-level political science professor, and his jeans look like he's a 90s rapper. Maybe
0: he likes that. Maybe that's his fashion choice.
1: Kill. Okay, well, I don't like
0: <laughs> it. <laughs> um, if you could give maybe one piece of advice to people who feel like their life is falling apart in any area, um, what would you tell them? Or, if you don't want to answer that question, what would you tell yourself when your life is falling apart?
1: Hmm... I, my advice to myself is go to bed. Like, almost always, all of my problems, like, they might not be any better in the morning, but I will feel better about them in the morning,
0: you know? Like, you'll feel refreshed? Like, at least it's a
1: new day. I've had a few hours yeah. between myself and the old problem. Also, lock your windows and doors. Oh, yeah. Holy True. cow. Lock your windows and doors. One more time. Lock your windows <laughs> <laughs> and, and your doors. Yeah. yeah, both uh, we have been broken into. I've been broken into twice. Once with Shania, and Shania yeah. got the worst end of that. Yeah, which I think is a I story. Mean, not for really, anything. but I mean, I didn't get anything stolen. Me neither. Oh,
0: <laughs> so I really got our feeling scared. of safety. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, my feeling of safety was robbed. It's so true, though. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> separate podcast. I don't know. What's your What's your advice for?
0: Um... I think my advice to myself would be to kind of reflect on it and see if it's something that you can change or if it's something that's out of your control. And if it's something that's out of your control, then it's out of your control and there's nothing you can do and just, like, take it one day at a time. And if it is something that you can control, then maybe work on steps to
1: alleviate some of the stress.
0: I love that.
1: Can Can I read something to you? Sure can. This is a uh hang on let me find it this is a prayer that they use in alcoholics anonymous um oh it's called the serenity prayer ready 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 Ready, okay god grant me the serenity to Mm. accept the things i cannot change courage to change the things i can and wisdom to know the difference am i right
0: you're so right thanks that's also a hymn
1: is it sing it for me
0: i don't know how it goes but it's a very old
1: hymn. Can hint. you can you a cappella it for me? No, I don't remember. How it goes. <laughs> it's um, like um
0: Like it's very old, very oh sad, my. very slow, needs some bass, needs some drums.
1: When you said said bass, I was thinking, like, let's go to the Yale. Like, let's let's get turned up to the serenity prayer.
0: Yeah, because they play that at the clubs. They really
1: do. Um, Okay, I'm trying to think of times when I failed at adulting, but there's so many that I'm entirely Mm -hmm. overwhelmed right now. Oh, one time I ran into a friend while they had just had a sale on popcorn at the grocery store. And this was a friend. This is my only friend breakup. Wow, oh. it was true. A friend that I had broken up with. And I ran into him while carrying like seven bags of popcorn. And all he said to me was, you look like you're doing well. <laughs> it was like...
0: "Well, oh. Are you ready for the last segment? I'm so ready. Okay. So this part is kind of um, just like a space where you can talk about things that like are happening in your own life. Because I feel like a lot of things that people deal with are also relatable to other people. Oh, So yeah, this is kind of like an open space. This is a safe space. Okay. Um, what is something that you are dealing with right now or something that you're trying to work through?
1: Just like Just in, in general? general? Just general? in your everyday life. I think that right now what I'm really trying to do is having genuine conversations with my parents. Like I think mm. a lot of the times when I try to call my parents, which is less and less now that I'm getting into my older 20s, Like, I don't need my parents as often. Like, I used to call my parents because I didn't know what to do if I was late registering for a class or, like, how to pay rent. Whereas now I know most of that stuff.
0: Yeah, you're, like, self-sufficient. Yeah,
1: so, like, when I call my parents, it's a lot of, like, oh, how are you? Good, how are you? Like, okay, now (laughs) what do we talk about? Um, But I called my dad a few days ago, and we we talked for, like, an hour. It was really, really great, and it kind of reminded me of, like, okay, like, my parents are real people mm-hmm. who have valuable opinions and, like, maybe I can start talking to them as friends? Yeah, you're,
0: like, like, you know how people always say that your relationship with your parents is, like, a circle and, like, you start off as, like, really young kids, like, really, really close and then, like, as you become a teenager and, like, into your, um, university life you, like, kind of distance yourself from them because you feel like you don't need them and then, like, you come right back and you're, like, your are friends again.
1: I've never heard that, but oh. that's so true. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. a thing. Also, especially, like, I feel like I got there with my mom a few years ago. Me Mm -hmm. and my mom, my mom had me when she was really, really young. And so we've always been, like, almost like roommates or very, very, like, close friends. Yeah. Um, And so that has come around very quickly. But my dad is, I think, a little bit more kind of parental and mature. Mm. Uh, And so it's taken him a little bit of an adjustment to see me as an adult and actually talk to me. Like, he talked to me about his work, which he never used to do. Mm. Um, So it's really nice to actually hear him, like, not take my opinion as in, like, take advice from me, but take my opinion as in, like, realize that I have
0: opinions. that's nice.
1: Yeah, so uh, an ongoing thing, but I think that's something that I'm more interested in doing is being friends with my parents. Yeah, Yeah. I like that. Thanks. What about you?
0: I feel like, I don't know what, at what stage I'm at with this, but when I got into this relationship, I told myself that I was going to be better at, like, balancing my friends and, like, my boyfriend. Um, I was going to be better at balancing that relationship than I was with my last relationship.
1: Do you, like, find yourself defaulting to your boyfriend? Because yeah. I totally do that. Yeah. Okay, yeah.
0: Um, like, I think for the first little while, I was pretty good at it, um, but now I'm, like, very bad at it. And I think a huge part of that is because I live with the majority of my friends. And so, like, I'm always, like, I'm going to see these people when I get home. So I don't necessarily have to hang out with them.
1: Yeah. And, like, as one of your hopefully good friends, (laughs) um, like, I mean, like, we don't feel neglected by you at all. But also, like, we recognize that when you put effort into seeing us, it's so much more meaningful than when we see each other by accident. That goes for everyone, not just you. Yeah, Okay. I don't know. What are you thinking about that? Like, are you... Is Matt okay with that? Like, you guys Oh, I don't know. Okay. (laughs) I guess he doesn't (laughs) really get a say. No.
0: I think it's different when you live with your friends than when you don't. Totally. Because, like, when he sees his friends, sometimes... Like, I think the majority of the time, I'm also there.
1: Oh. Um, But you get along with his friends really well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We all get along. But then, like, that also changes your relationship with, like, your own friends. But I think they also do... Like, they'll do things, like, when I'm not there also, like which is fine, but I feel like for me, if there's the option between hanging out with my friends that I live with and like hanging out with him, I'll choose hanging out with him because
1: like yeah. I live with these people
0: and like I see them all the time, whereas if it's like hanging out with him or hanging out with like my other friends who I don't see as often, like Liam or Nula, then like yeah. I'll, I'll pick them.
1: Okay, I mean that makes sense. But that, that
0: also doesn't happen that often.
1: No, no. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I like that. And I think very, very, we've said relatable so many times. <laughs> if this was a drinking game and you were drinking every time Ooh, we said relatable. fun. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that's true. And yeah. I totally understand wanting to like, spend time with your boyfriend. I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing to spend a lot of time a with your boyfriend. it's a bad a thing, but also,
0: like, I can see how it gets annoying. Yeah. Like, for, for the other people.
1: Well, for sure. And I think, mm-hmm. like, fostering relationships not even just friendships but with your parents and everyone else while you're in a relationship will only serve you better in the future whether or not you break up with that person
0: yeah that's true
1: true very true I'm trying to work on that in my next relationship too Mm,
0: that's a good thing to work on it's very hard to do though
1: (gasps) so hard to do balancing acts going on do you have any tips
0: don't let other people make you feel guilty for things you want to do
1: that's true if you want to do them do them yeah. yeah. So you can't head.
0: please everyone. Mm.
1: You, you can only please yourself.
0: <gasps>
1: wow! True. Yeah. True. Thank you
0: so much for being on this episode, Hannah.
1: Yay! <laughs> I did it!
0: You did it! Hooray! Thanks
1: for eating sushi with me and letting me talk.
0: Oh, anytime you want. Thanks. If you guys like this podcast, be sure to leave a
1: comment or subscribe to it. Um Why do they leave a comment on a podcast?
0: Or leave a review. Yeah you know, I don't really know how podcasts work.
1: I know I've heard people say that you should review. Them. I know you
0: can review them on iTunes, but I don't know if you can do it on Spotify.
1: Make your own podcast only about what you think about this podcast. Yes. If you guys
0: want to maybe leave a comment or send me a message on what you thought about this episode, you can go to Instagram at what's an Adult Podcast And let me know what you think.
1: I'm literally going to do it right now. Are you, I have zero
0: posts up right now. Okay. This is Wait, the what pre-launch. Is what is it? What's an adult podcast? All right. Other than that, thank you guys so much for listening and be sure to follow so you get updated when new episodes are out.
1: All right. Bye. Bye.